In this era of grave spiritual crisis, it is not enough to simply know about your Catholic faith. That is why we need a Catholic toolbox to equip us with the practical skills necessary to live our Catholic faith to reach our ultimate goal, which is heaven for all eternity. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Join us every Tuesday night at 8pm for the Catholic Toolbox as we hand you the tools to go forth, live the faith and change our modern world today. Live on The Voice of Charity. Welcome back to another week on the Catholic Toolbox, the art of practical Catholicism. I'm your host and founder, George Manasseh, here as we equip you with practical tools to live your Catholic faith in our modern world of today. It was especially relevant to today's world, being able to pray. We need a lot of prayer, but again, we need to focus when we pray. I know many people have often heard it said <laughs> that millennials struggle to focus or have short attention spans. So this week's episode is devoted specifically to ang um, not anxiety, but really focus and prayer, the connection between focusing and praying and the struggles that youth face today um, or any other person. This is relevant for many people who struggle with attention span and focusing or sitting still for uh, longer than five minutes and how it can benefit your prayer life if you're able to focus, you can pray better. So we brought in psychologist Robert Martek. Welcome back to the Catholic Toolbox. Welcome, George. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. I'm welcoming you, but no, I'm the guest. <laughs> for the host. Very good. Very good. And I'm um, uh, looking forward to, to clarifying and getting a little bit of a uh, context around the topic tonight. So it should be interesting for the, uh, for the listeners um, out there. It's always great to have you um, and happy Easter. I never got a chance to actually wish you a happy Easter. But, uh, happy Easter. I was overseas uh, in the United States and Colombia and, uh, and yeah, we had a great time. So happy Easter to you, a belated one. Well, welcome back to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. And uh, look, firstly, let's, let's check in. Let's do a mental health check in in what you're seeing the trends are like post-COVID, post-opening, post heading to an endemic from your work in uh, with many patients and then running your own practice as well. Um, yes. And seeing your own yes. clients. What, what are you seeing the trends at the moment are with COVID? I always like to check that in with you. Well, you know, what's today? Today's, uh, you know, the 17th, I believe, in May. And, and, and people have, uh, have a certain apathy about all of COVID. For example, um, you could go out into your local suburbs. You might see one or two people that have a a mask on, or they and the others don't. But if you have a look at the actions and that, people just are thinking that COVID's gone, it's finished, and it's not. I'm seeing more and more of my patients, either them, a family member, or a child or a grandchild coming home from school with COVID, with 
uh, with COVID and flu-like symptoms. And it's very real because people say to me, Robbie, it's, it's horrible. It's horrible. I was sick all day for three days in bed. I was vomiting. I was sick. And these are people that have had their inoculations with their private GP. And so I'm seeing a lot and lot more stress and distractions from what's really important out there. People are launching in into life, fully forgetting about what's just been happening and is still happening in fact they'll say you know we're, it's, it's sort of gone now it's okay you know you know, drop your guard from from the sociological perspective i don't know <clears throat> i mean i'm driving through sydney i'm going around sydney a lot uh yeah. in day-to-day life and you just yeah. see people become sort of more comfortable no one goes out as much everyone's become a little bit more introverted that's a, that's how i'm seeing it on a sociological level collecting my own little data here and then and people not going out as much. I mean, you don't see the city as packed as it used to be. Yes. <laughs> Robert, yes. Have people become more reclusive socially or, or comfortable, do you think? I, I think, I think people, people that have been um, working from home and maybe a hybrid model, maybe working one or two days at work and, and spending the rest at home, uh, there's a, truly a significant, the research has shown significant benefits of people working from home. I mean, there's a saving of time, costs, money, travel, clothing, and they're still performing well in their jobs at home. But the, the social aspect, that's tricky because we're social beings. We're, we, we are placed with one another for a reason. And if you remember pre-COVID, uh, we, we're out on the street, we're, we're rubbing shoulders with people and you had people behaving really rudely, whether it's a train, whether it's people, you know, um, cursing others that have jumped in front of them on the road and, you know, and things like that. And all of a sudden we've been, put back. We've been told to be polite, hygienic, see your family GP, your choice, right? And now you find that the people that have got a handle on this are going from strength to strength. The people that haven't are seriously lost because they still haven't found their way out of their situation because their situation hasn't changed because COVID hasn't changed. I, I know we've been up to so much uh, since COVID started, especially we got married in between and there's just so much to do. I think I found it personally that it eliminated a lot of distraction. You could focus on more work, you get more things done. But, but that's a great thing. It's a great insight that you have here. But let's go straight into our topic. And before we do so, I just want to make a clear disclaimer that anything discussed within the parameters of this episode does not count as professional or medical advice or psychological advice seek a relevant professional um, and uh, this is only meant to be general advice um, and in no way shall perform does it count as professional advice so see your professional um, uh, regarding anything that you may be undergoing so let's go straight into the millennial problem that often i observe uh, i i see or witness of experience as millennials we often struggle (laughs) keeping attention to something that's more than a TikTok video. <laughs> you know, yes. the TikTok videos or the memes that are-, that are I know them, yes. The point. Uh, yeah. I mean, everyone throws around, you know, everyone has ADHD, you know, yeah. people throw it around like yeah. tomorrow, but let, what's yeah. the situation today and the problem? Before we go and connect this, 
with then the implications that it has on your prayer life. But what's the situation with young people and even older people that you might be seeing regarding focus in general, or maybe ADHD or maybe some attention issues, which could be environmental or clinical from your perspective? Now, obviously, we're, we're living on a push button, uh, push the button, there's a cappuccino kind of a kind of society, we, we're kind of flying off our pants still. And we've forgotten about what's most important in our lives. So in order to be able to see what's happening with the uh, social uh, social being a social phenomenon of TikTok, etc., and those platforms, we need to really first of all um, um, unplug and pray. We need to spend time with total silence. I think I said Mother Teresa said, "You find God when it is absolute in the silence. You will find Him. You will." I challenge anyone out there, regardless of what faith they are, and, and some, some people of other faiths live a tremendous top quality life, beautiful people, beautiful souls. After five minutes, you will start to feel the benefit of spending and seeking God in prayer. It's that platform. It's from the platform of God who has given us these things to enjoy, but we need to love God for who he is, not what he can just give us, because that that kind of love is not going to last. So if God gives you the time for TikTok or he doesn't give you the time for TikTok, it doesn't phase you because you're with God, your focus is on God, right? Yeah. And so everyone is different. We, we need these things. Some of these things are very, very clever and good, and they can be used for like your profession, engineering, psychology, dentistry. But there's all sorts of things you can do with imagery and people's creativity. That's, that's good. But anything that is not creative is destructive. Yep. It's addictive. I mean, if you really observe, I mean, many people today and many friends and people I've observed, why is it, what's causing this sort of uh, environmental issue that's, that's probably learned behavior or accumulated behavior over time of not being able to focus, you know, let's say beyond a video, short attention spans, getting frustrated, that, that, that's then inhibiting being able to f focus on other things or let alone contemplate on something we don't see easily, which is God. We have to, we have to pray and seek God in the abstract. But yeah. what, what's actually causing this phenomenon? What do you think on an environmental level? Apart from clinical, obviously, if there's clinical... Yeah. There's Envi yeah. Environmental, we're seeing very cold, tall, structured buildings coming into play, and we're seeing the disappearance of car uh, parks and, and pools and nature. They seem to have taken second second seat, secondary, and the primary is the cold concrete buildings and the mortgage and the investments. Now, there's a cost. It costs a lot to live there. Fantastic. But you're going to forego a lot of natural spontaneity that we are built for. It's inbuilt. People go, nature or nurture is a genetic. Now, your genes, your genetic factors are going to either have a positive or negative response to the environment that you keep and that you spend time in. You will find the greatest minds, doctors and and, and it, you know, um, uh, people that are in the health profession and other professions too. Have a look where they go for lunch, 
They go way away from the building. They go and sit in a nice quiet park and relax and just be. We, that is important. We need to connect again with nature. I'm not, you know, I'm saying like shows like, um, uh, how can I put it? Australian or American Ninja or these challenge shows that you have, they're fantastic. They're really good. And if people are, if, if people get into groups and do those sorts of things and challenge them and not be afraid to be bad at it, it just, you totally forget your, you totally forget your problems. Music, art, these are things that the government really talks a lot about, chucks a lot of money at, but it leaves it down the bottom. It's not important. What's more important is the, is the, the, the mortgage, the, the house, the investment. I mean, everyone's free to say, but to me personally, a home is a home. It's not an investment. It's a home. It's where you sleep and spend time with your family. My family is not a property investment. They are my flesh and blood. That's beautifully put. I, I love how you mentioned that we need to forget our problems. Yes. Forget our problems. So, and you alluded to the spontaneity of, yes. of doing things such as getting out in nature that aren't structured and aren't ordered. You know, yeah. Walk, stepping on rocks, you're moving around. It's yeah. coordinated. It's not like you're staying in a lane and driving, you know, <laughs> on the main road, yeah. turning left, waiting for a light, pressing a button. That's right. That's right. Using your laptop. Uh, so th there's great benefit, I think, in, in these uncoordinated activities, like going for a jog, doing some yep. sports, footy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think people don't know how to relax anymore, really. Yes. They don't know how, they to, don't know how to be together just to be spontaneous and do off the cuff, have off the cuff uh, conversations. And I think the reason why is because we have a lot of types of groups that, that say, or get in between spontaneity and say, you can't say that, you can't be that, you can't do this, you can't do that. And therefore they make a big show and dance of it so much so that they, they, they want to influence and change laws, but there's no need for it. It's a kind of like a spoiled, spoiled kid mentality to really show who you are as a person, you sit with a group of people that have different opinions, but you all get on, tolerate each other. But the word tolerate is not, oh, I have to put up with him. No, no, tolerate means accept, invite, welcome, because you're important. It doesn't matter what, what, what team you follow or what colors you like, that doesn't matter. What matters is you, the person so you feel a part of something even though something might be going up up the creek you have a people that you can talk to and there's just no strings attached no strings attached you just talk about it have a look at the have a look at how we learned in ancient greece ancient rome we learned of the philosophers we went into the Colosseum, and there was a philosopher there for mathematics they watched they listened they asked questions then when they were satisfied, they moved to the next philosopher that may have been something to do with space or sciences. And they listened to it, a bit like high school. You have your teacher for physics, you have your RE teacher, you have your thing. And that's the way we learn the best. So we're really a variety of different types of talents and abilities. Very rarely 
you know, can we really say that, you know, we're just going to have the one career? It's not going to happen anymore, especially for millennials. You probably have about five careers, they reckon, in a lifetime. Five <laughs> careers. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that, that means, am I going to uni five times? Do I have to do tape? Do I, you know, all these sorts of things. How am I going to learn? How am I going to survive? But the intellectual pursuit is very important, but so is the moral uh, pursuit. Exactly. And, and let's talk a bit about technology mm -hmm. and the effects it's had on people's attention and ability. I mean, I've been through many conversations with people and then you notice they doze off halfway through a conversation or they're not listening to you. You're saying stuff and, and it's funny. And then they're just, you have to repeat or you have to really emphasize it. In my case, I often, I'm very, <laughs> I will push through in a conversation to get it through to somebody. I've got to use that yeah. extra effort. Yeah. I've noticed that with friends, family, people. And I'm wondering, is, is this TikTok culture, is, is it excess of this TikTok culture, short videos um, for quick entertainment? Is that, and you may have some thoughts about what might be causing this on an environmental level which people can become aware of and maybe, you know, deduce back and what's the actual problem in their life. But mm. what do you think is causing this in relation to technology? Well, I mean, it's, it, there's a hyper-focus, hyper hyper-arousal because these things are planned. The colours, the, the images and the shapes are carefully researched by these advertisers and they pay lots of uh, good, 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 uh, good money good dollars to people to research uh, what grabs people at people's attention. So TikTok and these images, very similar to what happens with poker machines and internet uh, uh, gaming disorders, is that they, they're sugar. They, they, they just serve you up sugar, and so you like it, and so you want more sugar, then you have to go back to it. It's a bit like picking up smoking. You, you have one cigarette, gee, that feels good. Oh, wow. Oh, okay, good, good. Now I have to have two cigarettes to feel the effect of one cigarette. So the yeah. pathways in the brain operate on the same tandem. How yeah. can you learn something that is just flash, flash, dead, da, 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 da? How can you? You know, the human mind needs time to process. Um, 20 minutes is the maximum a person can fully concentrate before they need a break. Don't tell me. Uh, I know getting through school, George, you know, it would have been a lot of chocolate milk drinking and all sorts of things to get that energy. <laughs> That's I remember different. The, I remember yeah. the mother drinks and uh, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah. Have. Now I can't even get through a second coffee. Otherwise, I'd be hyperactive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, but it's, but it's okay. Sometimes we, we, you know, we, we, we're human. We have to do these kind of little, you know, things to get through. But at the end of the day, you know, there's a reason for it, and people hopefully mature enough in that. But I think it's just it doesn't leave the person with any questions. Uh, they don't have time to discriminate what they just saw is just given and they see people and it's played at different speeds and the music they choose and all of this, this is all researched and sold. In fact, the poor, uh, I was watching a documentary of uh, uh, the woman that uh, was at the beginning of Facebook and uh, in, um, I think it's Utah or Salt Lake City, wherever it is down there. 
and um, she's uh, she's uh, having a, a really tough time. She she's she's very very clinically depressed, and she's trying to get through and out of this depression with her therapist. But she was the one that was in charge of. She was the one that invented the thumb up and the thumb down, the actual symbol, the actual drawing. Yeah. And uh, in fact, it wasn't going to be like or dislike. It was going to be awesome originally, but she changed it to like or dislike. She's seen what these thumbs, likes and dislikes, how they're used out there on social media. She's seen the tough end of it where people have taken their lives. People are bullied. People are harassed. She, she, it's impacted her. She wished she never, ever, ever worked at Facebook. Ever. Yeah, it's absolutely Ever. So it's not her fault as such because it's a drawing, but it's the symbolism behind it. What am I, what do I want that thumb to mean for me? And I'll keep pressing until I can find someone that is a similar to me. Okay. Okay. It's too short, George. It's too short. We need a thread, a conversation. These things don't allow you for that. It's visual and audio. And and the focus aspect of, of being able to fo uh, of being able uh -huh. to focus in, I think it, there is a lot of hyperactivity. Yep. There's always there's always too much search for dopamine. Do you think in our time, yep. you know, quick yep. quick entertainment, always entertaining ourselves. Yep. Never, I mean, sitting in the silence is not exactly a comfortable thing. No, it can be a comfortable until you become yep. accustomed to it. But if you're yep. living day to day life. Yeah, and just feeding yourself off entertainment constantly. Yeah, big yeah. videos, social media, work, yeah. driving, getting from here to there as quick as possible, talking to that next person. Mm. We've conditioned ourselves, you know, as, mm. as millennials or anybody else, to mm. just never be comfortable. In, in yeah, solitude. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people can't sit still in that, but it's a practice. It's a practice. So if you if you spend five to 10 minutes on, on these things. And you ask yourself after it, is this helpful to me or is it not helpful to me? Did that help me or did it not help me? And if it didn't help you, search for the reasons why. Probably not something that I need at the moment. We have to be really critical and scrutinize every single moment that we get that is uh, leisure time. I think Archbishop Fulton Sheen said um, a lot of people go to the devil's side through their leisure activities. <laughs> leisure. It's the opposite, isn't it? Leisure is meant to be fun, right? Relax, fun, right? But, but, it's, but, has but I understand why. I really do understand yeah. why. Because oh, yeah. when you're working, you're working. You have an obligation. There's no room for... Yeah let's say devil's play I mean, that's really why you know i think when you sanctify your work grown holiness but even i think leisure often gets forgotten i think in the spirit of the work yeah. the spirit of um sanctifying your work i mean we often talk yeah. about work 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 but what yeah. about leisure leisure yeah. also needs to be sanctified as well it's a, it's a very important thing that when we're resting where we're on holidays yeah. it's not yes. sanctified as well we can go off track yeah I mean, could you imagine, you know, if you're somebody that's listening tonight, if your father or, or uncle or something is a businessman and uh, he's spending 
he's very good at work, but, but um, there's a lot of other things that he's accumulating. Maybe he's not aware of that's possibly hindering him from other things, uh, whatever. And then you, you, you're not going to get the full, you're not going to get great value from him in his work or his customers might not get full value because what happens in leisure is we want to be served, but, but that doesn't work for people. Most people are called to serve and serve others, not ourselves, because you won't find yourself by yourself. You will find yourself when you serve others, you will see where you are then. No problem. It's when we're alone. It's when we've got this time and our leisure is pretty much on these platforms. That's the problem. That's why if you ask physiotherapists, the biggest first world problem for physiotherapists, first world countries are back complaints, the back, right? Because you're sitting and after a while, the blood is not flowing there as it should be. And then I get off my chair, I go and sit on the lounge exactly. or sit in the car seat. And then I go lie horizontal on bed. Exactly. So we go for the easiest options. We go for the easiest options. So it's, it's a bit like, just look at it on a normal level. If something is good, keep it. But you need to put a muzzle on it. You need to put a bridle. You need it to be controlled. Otherwise, it gets out of control. Exactly. Good things. There are lots of good foods, but you, you, you can only eat so much. You have to stop. You know, you don't go, oh, I'm full. Keep giving it to me because it's good right? It's a, it's, 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 it's a pretty simple, we, we are simple and we are complex human beings. We have the answers together. You bring your bit, I bring my bit, they, he or she brings their bit. And then we see what we have and we build on that. It's a bit like from the Bible that, that, that the woman just had a little bit of yeast little bit of dough, but she could make a whole batch of bread from that little bit. The little boy helped the fishes and the loaves to multiply. He had a little bread. The apostle says, what's that? And he said, give it, our Lord, give it to me. And it was, this is what we need to do. We need to actually be more real, more, more loving, more serving. And, and our days will be better. Our days will be better. When it's really a, um, you know, a day where you're navel-gazing and going over your personal problems, it's a long day. And you feel miserable at the end of it. You feel miserable. You don't want that. Absolutely. And uh, let's now cross the bridge okay. from looking at the, the millennial folks' problem and, and possibly a lot of other people outside the millennial bracket yeah. and prayer i mean mm -hmm. a lot of people struggle to pray because they struggle to sit down still and contemplate and you can even you can even sometimes tell by the way people sit and, and the way they struggle to sort of sit more than 10 minutes uh, yeah. we all do it but i just want to talk a little bit about that okay uh, you've seen people with their phones they'll they'll cross the road be unaware of the traffic lights and car and they're looking at their phone. They're, they're engaged. They are contemplating something. They're waiting for something. Prayer is exactly the same thing, except you don't want to be uh, praying and uh, 
about to get hit by a truck, right? Um, that prayer is not going to end up, you know, it's going to cause a catastrophe. So a lot of people think they have to be in a certain position, a certain pose. No, no. That's all prima donna stuff. Prayer is natural. You start where you are, where you are at, and you pray. What do you pray for? It's your personal thing. That's a personal thing. There are formula prayers in Catholicism and in other religions too, Judaism, etc. There are formulated prayers, but there's more to it than that. That's the, that's, the, that's the context, but the real meat is within that, okay? And prayer needs a response from the person and also a sustained effort. So whatever you're praying for, contemplating that you come out of that prayer a better person with a resolve with a you know with a different type of attitude that's what we want we want to we want to come we want to pray but we want to come out of our prayer in a good position in a good um outcome a peaceful outcome peaceful outcome so i mean what's your advice for people many mm -hmm. people who, the quality of their prayer life is hindered by the fact that they they can't do much more than a few minutes let's say let's take mental prayer for example conversating with our lord having that conversation and many people straight and i work with a few people and we have those discussions yeah and, you know I, i've had my struggle as well you know it's hard to to get in that routine of sitting down focusing and conversate, especially with an abstract reality. Yeah. Uh, God who, you know, uh, it comes in the flesh, but prayer is abstract in principle. Yeah. And, yeah. and how, what's your advice for people in that situation? I mean, everybody has to go through that. I and mean, you get better yeah. and better over time. Yeah, find your, find your place. There's a place for you in this world. You're made to be in this world during this time of history. Find your place. Some people find prayer easier in, in some places than others. Some people like to pray in a particular way. And, and it's, it's, not a, it's not a show, show it off type of thing. It's you, you get to a place where by you can just focus and, and your attention on something in nature. You said prayer is abstract. Nature is abstract. I was reading this famous, I forget the name of the book, is Thomas Dubay or something. I think he, he wrote a book, he was either a scientist or a theologian, and he used to go out and he would focus. We talked about hyperfocus. He would focus and find a green leaf and he would be fascinated by that green leaf because within that green leaf, he could see and find God. Wow. That's what, that's what prayer is. That's a recognition of God. He's there. It, it wow. came. The little came. We can leave the, the chicken or the egg kind of can get a little bit kind of out of hand that, but just go straight to the source of love and of life, nature. And if you look very, very carefully, people that are very grounded, good people, working hard, they have nature as a part of their life, as a part of their routine, you know, and we need to reconnect with each other 
and that part of our life. That's the environment because the social and the environment and the biological, it's a tripart, tripartite interplay. It's an interplay. It's an exchange of the one, like the Trinity. There's the oneness, but there's the three. The three is one. One is found in the three. And it's, it's not, to, you can't separate it. You can't be a hermit. You know, you've got to, if you're not called to be a hermit, so you need the social, you can't, you can't retreat, okay? Uh, and so you've got to find your nature platform where you can just, like even at home after a day's work, look at the window, stare, just, just, just dream, dare to dream for a little bit, just relax and, and, and just look outside. <laughs> you know <laughs> you know what i mean it's a radical yeah. thing to say i think these days yeah. i mean that's great i mean <laughs> to look outside you know look outside your window that's a radical thing really i mean telling millennials to to look outside the window and us who are stuck in desks on the road but the, yeah yeah i mean yeah it, it, it's it's some simple stuff yeah, I think yeah. we overcomplicate things for the sake that it could be better to overcomplicate yes. things. We think we're more advanced rather than being simple and stepping back and say, it's simple things and there's simple solutions to focusing better, being a bit more contemplative, but, but, but definitely can be reversed. If you're a hyperactive millennial on your phone yeah. all the time, social, no wrong, with that, but can you adjust yourself environmentally? Definitely. Yes, definitely. But life will adjust you as well because the millennials, as they're growing and they're, they're, they're getting some more experience and their lives are changing, they're going to come up with some of life's tough questions of people get sick, people lose jobs, people, you hear this, you hear that. And if you live life long enough, even people that are, you know, the 80s and 90s, you're talking about brave, courageous people because how much they've heard, how much they've gone through and they've still got the right attitude. You know, they'll say, you know, um, what's the secret to a successful long life or a marriage? You know, don't, don't go to bed having that, have your arguments resolved before going to bed. Say, I love you before going to bed. Do not go to bed with a grudge. Okay, because these things are not good for us. They're too heavy. They're yucky and nasty. And we don't need them at 80. We don't need them at, at the age of five. You know, we need to really be mindful and go, life is happening. It's a good life. Don't wish to be born in another time, another place, because it's not going to happen. And it wasn't meant to be. You're meant to be in now in this part of history. We have elections coming up. People are important. Whether you vote or not, you are still an important person and, and we need you. We need the people that are, that are important. We need people who, who are confused, who are undecided. Why? Because they're important. That's a person. There's a family there. There's a generational line that they've come from and a generational line that they're creating and moving toward the next one. This is the thread. And we need to have a seamlessness about it. We need to have that seamlessness about it. We don't need to chuck things underneath people's feet or trip them up because we want to get that job promotion over them. We don't like them. That's stupid. You can get away with it once, twice or three times, but you'll meet a boss and say, no, that doesn't work for me. You're fired. Okay. 
Exactly. You know, life, life balances itself out. Enjoy both. Enjoy what you both get. Times where you can concentrate, times where you can't concentrate. Guess what? We're the same. You, you have to make an effort. And if, if, if you are getting uh, bogged down with these, um, you know, situations, pray. Talk to someone, pick up the phone and talk to someone. Hey, hey, they don't have to tell you, oh, look, you know, I'm calling you just because I got off the, I want to get off the apps or, or, or the YouTube sites or whatever. They're calling you because they need you. They need you to tell them, how are you? How, how are you going? Take an interest in them. There's more to life than just his um, uh, schema of trying to get out of this spider web of a trap, you know, which proves once again, talk. We need each other. Guys are getting really good at talking now. Hmm? Really good. Really? It's healthy. Oh, really? yeah. 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 Because you talk about you guys. Well, well, you talk about guys' things, right? Yeah. Once a man, always a man. Once a woman, always a woman. And, and, and men and women are challenged today because, you know, they're faced with uh, sections of society that kind of don't want to follow through with, with, with how they were created. And, and so we need to look after people as well like that, because it's a, it's a, that's a tough one. And, um, we need to bring them in as well. We need to kind of embrace them and go, okay, so, you know, you're, you're going through this and that, you know, not being a, a nosy Parker, but you actually take an interest in them because they are 0.0001% of the population, very minute, but, but somebody knows the one person who is undergoing challenges like that. Let's now go into the three practical tools for the women. Three practical tools where Catholics who are struggling or any other person of faith who's struggling to pray and live that contemplation because of their ability to get off their iPhone, the ability to get off their Android, or when prayer does it entertain us. Yeah. You know, th 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 there's a great spiritual belief sometimes that we experience in prayer, but a lot of the time it's almost, you know, a dark night of the soul where we yeah. there's no consolation. It's a conversation. You've got to put in effort, you know? Yes. And, and it's work. It's not, it's, but it's serious. We have to pray. Otherwise you yes. don't have a relationship with God, but you need to pray properly and well, let's say mental prayer in that conversation outside uh, the, the, the formalized prayers, yeah. having that conversation and contemplation, we have to put in work. It's not always going to feel good or going to be easy. It's going to be work most of the time. So, and also for those struggling with the focus issues, or, or could be in the interlink between those two. What are some three? Let's go into some three practical tools to take action wherever we are. Whether you're stuck and living in your iPhone, you can't get out of there can't get out of the rut or whether you're halfway there or whether you're doing a great job and there's room for improvement. I think everybody can take something from these three practical tools, Robert. Yeah. Okay. Give give yourself, uh, instead of a, uh, looking at uh, a phone disappearing just overnight, a negative punishment, some people can just do that. Um, give yourself a, a reward. We learn better when we're rewarded. So for example, if you're spending, you know, 15 minutes on this particular app or whatever, Okay, say, okay, I'm going to try and spend, uh, you know, 10 minutes. Make a small, very tiny, small change because 
it's achievable. And once you achieve that and go, you know what, yesterday was 15 and you know, now um, I'm down to 10 minutes. That's doable. The person feels, Hey, that's good. That's good. I like that. I like that. And, and so we need to have some sort of reward systems around us to say, you know, like, um, uh, you know, do, do the hard things first in the mornings, do the heavy things first. Don't leave them to the end of the day. Do the heavy things first. It's work. Prayer is work, but it's a two way conversation two ways and God speaks in a language that just you understand George when you pray he understands you there's no having to go and do courses in language God doesn't need that he's he's he's, he's already created that that's his so God will talk to you in ways that you know it's God Wow. A lot of the wow. time, we, we, we need to move this idea, what we think of God, we need to get that away from the front here, move it out the way, and just God, here I am. God's interested in the, what, what do we call it, the incidental things in life, mm-hmm. you know, because we find lots of great and funny things can happen when we uh, have incidental happenings you know, accidentally bumping into someone, all this sort of stuff. That's gold. God's there. How many times do, you know, you're thinking about or praying for someone and that person appears there or there's some little small signs here and there, you know, that aren't evidence of great miracles or things, but small things where God implicitly speaks to you. That's how God speaks to us. Because if he comes out of the clouds every 10 minutes, as I was explaining to uh, people who are atheists, you know, once upon a time, yeah. what's the real joy then? What, boring. What's the real <laughs> challenge to go and search for God and grow closer to God? If you can just know, know everything and have access to them 24-7, there's no sense of mystery. No, no, that's right. God is mysterious. People, we are mysterious. We are. We're mysterious. We're, we're, there's so much to us that the, the universe is... If, if, you, if, you, if someone was to offer you all the universes of the world or a person, take the person, forget the universes of the world because the person is, is much, much more than all of those things that have been created, much, much more. But we live in a time where we diminish man, woman, we make them into some hideous thing, we treat them poorly, and yet we, we want to go and climb the mountain and we want to embrace a rock face or whatever. What's the use of embracing a rock face when, when, when you treat your fellow colleague or whatever with scorn and, and, and hold a grudge against them? It's the wrong way around. You know, you, you would actually enjoy climbing the mountain better if you were having a good relationship with the person that you didn't like in other words not everyone's going to like you not everyone's going to love you but that's the start of the mystery don't run away it's life it has to be otherwise it's boring it's boring (laughs) you know You know, it's boring. And, you know, George, you know, in the business world, you probably know this in business, you're you're pretty good at business. And, and, you know, you've always got this, the the kind of the six customers that you'll get in the day, 
You know, you know when you've had a good customer, you know, you, you, you forget and you go, oh, the second one's going to be good. No, no, the second one's going to be really bad. Okay. And, and then you've got this one that is very um, this way and this way and this way. All six of them are different, but you yeah. can handle and love all of them. You have to. It, it's, that's, that's where you grow. You're not going to grow when it's easy. You grow when we rub up against each other and drive each other up the wall. Okay. We grow that way because everyone knows what that's like. We, we, we polish ourselves off. We get rid of our sharp bits. We're never done. We're never done. Absolutely. Let's go into the second practical tool. Okay. How can we focus um, better? Focus. Then focus. therefore pray better. Yeah. Yeah. Focusing on a particular incident or a particular person or a particular um, uh, experience that you had and, and, and bring that to prayer and bring that to prayer and ask the questions, you know, the what, the how, the why, 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 why is that person like that or, or how come or when, when can I make an impact in life? You know, like, why do I want to go overseas and be so successful over there in a kind of anonymity where people know me here, I don't have to really do much, everything's being provided for. Those questions bring a subject, a person, or a place, or a thing to that prayer. That's your, that's your hook. That's your hook. That's your line connection. Um, and At least if you're thinking about your day. I mean, that's part of mental prayer that you, you, you do. If you're doing things during the day, our Lord's involved and you're letting him know about your day. So at least if there's work stuff on your mind, I mean, often I use this, I, I chat about work or chat about business and, and what's going on and this client's annoying me. Um, yes. This is good. Thank you for this. It's that conversation. So at least you're, you're engaging what's on your mind. It's not like yeah. you're, you're pushing the things off your mind. Our Lord's there in the work. He, we're not there to compartmentalize our faith. Yeah, yeah. Look, you know, I've, I've, I've got, a, I've got a, a lovely patient. Uh, don't divulge names, but the, this person is a, is a, is a Buddhist. Yeah. And going through excruciating uh, operations, left, right, and center. Uh, this, this person was working 46, 50 hours a week. He loved work and all of a sudden, stop. The body just caved in. And from one thing to another, you know how it is with people. You know, sometimes you hear the stories, you know, people always going from one doctor to the doctor. You know, people are going, oh, that person must be cursed. No, no, not at all. They're a good worker. They're just going to have to have time out so their body can catch up and replenish. Once again, leisure and all that. So anyway, um, Every day, he's so proud of it. He shows me on the, on the tele, on the video, he shows me the prayer room. He shows me the Buddha thing. He shows me the exactly the same thing in exactly the same way all the time. Now, that person is a reliable person because he finds his answers there with the Buddha. He's got his pictures of his mum and dad and that. And this is where that, the mat where he sits. So this person obviously is searching for higher things in life. What am I going to do with these pain? Why, why am I having these operations? These are beautiful questions. And in fact, God, 
who has not divided man with different religions. That was never God's doing. That was man's. God walks with us, is with us, but are we with him? See, that's the problem. God cannot escape. God is all in all. But are we with him? How much are we with him? And who else would you want to be with? Because at the end of the day, we pass away. We, 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 we're not going to take with us the latest iPhone, but we're going to take with us, how did I help someone with that iPhone? Exactly. Exactly. That's what it's about. That's well said. That's very well said. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready for a third practical tool? Okay. Well, um, what do we have. The, yeah. So basically, you have to be yourself. The more you, you have to be yourself. You have to. We all have good influences. We all have good people that we look up to. Like, to me, my patients are heroes. They're heroic. They're courageous. They're going through things that a World War II veteran would really understand, could sit with them, you know? Gee, that's tough, mate. And uh, I don't know how you do it, but they do it. Be yourself. Be yourself because it's such a beautiful thing. You don't hide. You explore yourself, the mysteries of yourself and how you've come to be and what you're meant to be. This is very important. This is what real personality and character is built upon. Because if you are yourself, you have no barriers. You, you don't need uh, passwords or things like that. You're, you're free. You're, you are so totally uh, real and connected. You just want to just be yourself. It, that's the thing. When we are not, when we want to be someone that we're not meant to be, a lot of mental health issues come from that. Yep. <clears throat> wow. Diets. Diets don't work. She's, she's lost 13 kilos. So the girl goes, okay, well, I'll use, you know. She won't. She won't. She won't. You can't. Your, your, your body is made 50% is from mum and dad. You know, the other 50%, you know, is, 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 is yours. And then that gets passed down, you know? You know can you imagine, can you imagine if mum or dad or our sisters or our cousins, you know, didn't really know who they are, what they were made for, what their purpose was, how they worked. That would be like having an instruction manual and having it shut. You never opened it. That's your instruction manual. That's how you were made. God made you like this. Specifications. Oh my gosh, God is in the detail. Yep. That not the yeah, that's right. God is in that's the detail. Right. <laughs> in the finer things in life, He is. It's beautiful. That's why that scientist, that theologian scientist, could see God in a leaf. He could. He he would he would go. He would he would get such a rush just knowing chlorophyll is in there you know you know from science you know we had to math mechanically and mathematically learn our science to get through exams but when you go back george and you reflect on some of those old textbooks and you have a read of those things it's like it's, we don't know anything we don't we you know it's, it's there's so many good things and memories within those texts you know, whether you, this person reads the Torah or whatever, it's there. 
But a word of warning, we have to watch out for fanaticism and, uh, and people that uh, have agendas, more political agendas. And, uh, and why don't you, uh, what do you have to say about those sorts of people with their agendas, especially leading yeah. up to the election and, and especially yeah. after uh, with COVID, you know, I, I often call it, like to call it conspiracy syndrome, where yeah. there's this obsession with being different. Yeah. You know, there are things, you know, to be criticised in the government, but there's sure. to be given. But there's, it, it's a balance. It's not, it's not just everything's rigged. And, 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 but what do you have to say about oh, looking out for those ultra radical, yeah, not um, legitimate, not not actual yeah. conservative concerns. They 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 hurt people. They hurt themselves. They hurt the ones that are near them, and they continue hurting others. They're not heard. They're not. They're not balanced. They're just not well. They're not balanced. You know, this is this is a worry because. People like this can go on and do heinous crimes. You know, someone can hijack their talents and, 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 and cause catastrophes in families and communities. Look in America, you know, I mean, you know, with these guns and things like that. I mean, what do you expect? What do you expect? And so we, we're, we're good in, in Australia in the sense that, you know, we've had catastrophes like, you know, Port Arthur and that, and just the other day was the anniversary, you know, but then again, we've had, we've had disasters like the Granville train disaster and, and the amazing relationships that the policemen of the day that are now in their seventies and eighties have with the people that they were nursing in the middle of a crushed carriage, just holding yeah. on for real. That's, yeah what it's about that you know these sorts of things so we don't have to look for the, the 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 fanatical thing it's there it's dangerous it's really dangerous and and your people are aware of them and people don't like them they don't like them they're dangerous and 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 to stay to stay away from them because one-on-one -on -one, they're completely different that's right yeah but they get their hype. They got the audience on YouTube. Now they're showing it live. That young man in New York had the camera rolling while he was killing, murdering somebody's son and daughter there on camera. Something is definitely wrong there. But this boy went to school. He had classmates. You know, it's a usual story. I never thought it would be him. He was such a mm. quiet, nice guy never caused any trouble, probably no one took an interest in him. No one. That really shows the importance of everybody having yeah. uh, us valuing everybody. Yeah. We really, yeah. especially people we don't yeah. associate with as much. It's yeah. really a wake-up call for all of us. Um, yeah. but look, it all starts with the interior life. I mean, we can't value people. We can't be of value to our business, our workplace, our friends, our family, if we don't have a contemplative interior life. I mean, the Buddhist that you were speaking about, that, that he had his space, he had his yeah. time, he had, yeah. but if you took that out of his life, if you take oh. our Catholics, our mental prayer in the morning, out of our yeah. life and our norms, yeah. that, that, then really our value to the secular world and helping people and even wanting to go that extra mile is diminished. It's diminished, and in fact, the spirit and the heart and the mind uh, become crippled. They they seize up. They fail to function in their in their work. 
you so know, it really just shows the importance of working yeah. on that focus, exercising your focus a bit more and getting in that routine of mental prayer and that prayer um, to, to start building a relationship with our Lord, run closer to our Lord. Um, and then, and then you're able to then go out and be a better person because you're seeing things from a divine perspective. If you have a relationship yeah. with God. Yeah. Prayer is friendship. Prayer is a friendship. You're a friend of yeah. God. You're not an enemy. You're a friend. And if someone's a friend of God, I mean, it, it says that it's, it, everything is said, everything is done. They're there for you. Absolutely. Robert, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here on the Catholic Toolbox. Thank you for these three practical tools. I know definitely our listeners and myself uh, yeah. will definitely heed what you've said here today and very current to 2022, you know, what we're going through and, and the trends that you see out there uh, working with a lot of people on a weekly level. You see a lot of people, you talk to a lot of people and I really appreciate your feedback and thank you so much, uh, Robert, uh, for being with me here tonight. Okay, good. Mission is possible. Okay? It's possible. There we go. So if All you right. haven't accessed uh, the podcast, go to the Catholic Toolbox, download the podcast wherever you go, or simply go to YouTube, follow and subscribe to YouTube for to get your episodes, or follow us on Facebook or any social media platform, the Catholic Toolbox, or check out our website and subscribe to a weekly update alert at thecatholictoolboxshow.com. That is thecatholictoolboxshow.com. I'm your host and founder, George Manassa. Until next week, God bless, take care, and take action. In this era of grave spiritual crisis, it is not enough to simply know about your Catholic faith. That is why we need a Catholic toolbox to equip us with the practical skills necessary to live our Catholic faith to reach our ultimate goal which is heaven for all eternity. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Join us every Tuesday night at 8pm for the Catholic Toolbox as we hand you the tools to go forth, live the faith and change our modern world today live on The Voice of Charity. Mm -hmm.